You are now listening to the All Right Talk Show with me, your host, Shane Trainer. Get insider knowledge as we explore the world of business, travel, property, investing, healthy mindsets, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the All Right Talk Show. This week, I'm joined by my very good friend and previous podcast sponsor, Paul McGee. Paul runs a very successful property sourcing business whilst also trading in the Forex markets. This episode will be split into two parts as we will have a lot to cover, including some golden nuggets from Paul himself on business and the do's and don'ts of Forex trading. So without further ado, Paul, thanks for coming on the show. How are you, mate? Thanks for having me on, mate. Yeah, really good, thank you. Yeah, how are things with you? Yeah, can't complain at all. Yeah, nice and sunny, finally getting nice and sunny, so I'm loving, loving life. Finally picked up a bit of sun on my face, as you might be able to see. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> the YouTube viewers will be able to see for the podcast listeners, uh, it's pr- yeah. paint, a, paint a pretty picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, <clears throat> awesome, man. So yeah, we, I think... For part one, then we should discuss uh, your forex side of things because um, you know a lot's going on with that at the moment. And uh, I've, I've noticed, uh, I don't know about yourself, but I've personally noticed a lot more people getting into forex trading um, because you see these. Uh, we'll go into more of this later, but in terms of you see these these gurus going, you can become a gazillionaire overnight by just clicking a few buttons. And but we'll get. No, into- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to your thoughts on that. Um, all right, so yeah, if you want to just uh, roll back to a bit about yourself and uh, what you do and kind of a bit of your background, really. Yeah, sure. So um, I'll introduce the Forex trading and stuff for, for this one. But going back about 12 or 13 years ago, uh, when I was working in my corporate job and I was about 20 years old, there were a handful of people who were jumping around on the stock market who I was working with, uh, basically saying, oh, you know, what's the point in paying into a company pension on, you know, 6% per year when you can make that in a week. And I got kind of, I wasn't hooked at that stage. Um, I was kind of hooked as like a five or six year old watching Bloomberg trying to figure out what all the colors meant. Uh, So you'd see like the tickers going across the screen. And I was always writing it down. Um, Funny enough, I created my own kind of candlestick charts when I was a kid trying to figure it out saying, right, okay, this price was this price. Now it's this price. And then, you know, the week before it was this price, and it didn't look anything like candlesticks, but um, I was basically trying to piece it together when I was a kid. Then when my colleagues mentioned about um, stock trading, I kind of got hooked for about a year and lost a house deposit. So, uh, <laughs> so for me back then, that was quite a lot of money. Um, and I just failed miserably. Looking back now, I could see I made all the rookie mistakes, like every rookie mistake. And back then there wasn't such thing as, you know, baby pips and stuff like that. There were no signal groups or anything like that. It was all self-learning. So I was buying when price went up and I was selling when price went down. I just got eaten alive for about six months. Mm. Then I took about a five year break um, and just sort of didn't quite dabble uh, I was just keeping an eye on things, really trying to figure it out. And then three years ago, I had basically the money for another deposit on a house. Um, and I also had 10 grand spare, which I was going to put into a pension pot. So I was one of these people who never paid into a private pension. Um, and then when I finally had the money, I thought, oh, I might just be able to kickstart this again. Um, and I was basically Googling ways to invest you know 10 grand into a pension and they're all saying like you know three percent guaranteed six percent per year on like a variable basis and i thought this is crap um and i came across uh i came across a platform i won't mention who they are for for any problems down the line but they were basically a copy trading type platform so a little bit like trading 212 or you know i use pepperstone i've used oanda However, they had a very like, it was like gamification. It, they made it look like a game, like a computer game. It looked really colorful, nice and easy. Their adverts on TV started flooding the market around about the Bitcoin boom in 2017. 
And uh, I thought, yeah, I can't go wrong with this. I can literally just copy what the professional traders are doing and, and they'll place all the trades and I'll sit back and relax. Complete naivety. Um, and, and that didn't last very long. And uh, I ended up losing about 7,000 again, straight, well, almost straight away within three months. Um, and then I re-topped up the account after getting a bonus from work and then lost another three or 4,000. Um, and I just didn't really learn my lesson very quickly. I was quite a slow learner with that. Um, however, I would say that the initial interest was peaked when I came across something, I think it was called the trading game. It was like an app or something on my phone. Purely by accident, um, I was up in Scotland somewhere um, visiting a client for the company who I used to work for, and I just couldn't get to sleep. So I was trying to find games and stuff to download on my phone. Came across that, and it basically started teaching you the basics about trading. And like, even though the game was stupid, the the concepts of trading were there. So I was learning a little bit, like, oh, okay, so there's candlesticks, there's pips, they've got wicks, there's there's a body. Um, and I was just getting the, the general understanding and it really re-engaged my interest from when I was a kid looking at the charts. Um, and from there, no joke, immediately, it was sort of 60 hours a week, constant studying. I came across baby pips, like went straight through there. Um, uh, what's called School of Pipsology software within like two weeks, did it five times, made sure I knew what I needed to know and then put some money back into the market, but decided at that stage um, not to go for commodities, not to go for stocks. I was going to go for Forex. And the reason for that is, again, this might sound a bit stupid, but it was pipped as the hardest one to master. So in my head, if you can master the toughest one, the rest of it should be relatively simple, right? Well, kind of, but it's proving not the case. Um, and... <laughs> It was probably six months of almost constant failure, without a doubt. It was, yeah, about six months of constant failure. And then six months of sort of winning a bit more, not more than what I was losing. I was still losing, but I was starting to see my wins increase. But it was really, I was understanding the market. So I was largely self-taught. Yes, I used baby pits, but it doesn't teach you really anything um, to do with how the market moves or why the market moves. Um, then I took a little bit of, it wasn't mentoring, it was just joining a, a trading group in California for probably about a year, but I stopped working with them because even to this day, there's no sense um, in their trading plan, what they do. It's nothing to do really with why the market moves. It, it just, I stopped using them. Um, and then again, back to self-learning and it it's only been the last 18 months now where I've been consistently or profitable on a consistent basis. So losing less than what I'm winning. Um, and the last maybe year where I've, I've been really quite good at it. And you've probably seen recently as well with Instagram and stuff, especially since the turn of maybe this year, 2021, uh, the difference on my account has been staggering. Uh, it feels like I've just finally cracked it. So it takes about, for me, it took three years, maybe I'm a slow learner, considering that I've put loads of money in multiple times and just kept on losing. Um, maybe it's like a stubborn attitude of like, I will learn this. It's like, I just see it as a computer game that you will never finish. You know, it's like the Sims, but better. Uh, <laughs> like you don't really get bored of it. It makes so, you money. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the thing. Like it can make you money as you sleep, generally speaking, but it can lose you money just as well, probably usually faster. You lose the money faster than you win it. Um, but it it's one of those things where for anybody who is, in forex trading they'll know exactly what i mean um when i say it's a passion for it like you and me have spoken offline before about you know me struggling with my passion sometimes uh where i wasn't really referring to forex i was referring to other things um and sometimes you just go through like little hurdles mm. but with forex you don't lose the passion it's always there because it there's just a fascination with it uh, because it's so bloody hard to read um half the time yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. but it's it takes a long time to master. And when I say master, I don't think there are, there's not a single master on the planet. Um, nobody has mastered it. Uh, there's people who are exceptionally good at it. Some people who seem like natural, but there isn't actually, there's nobody who has a 100% win rate. There's nobody who wins every single time. Um, and yes, you can master your skill and your strategy. And there's a lot of people like that who I know. Um, but when, if I do say, 
master in in this um you know in this session i don't mean actually master <laughs> so yeah yeah I just get it i mean get it right yeah so um yeah so yeah just a, a brief you know summary of that started trading about 12 years ago uh, with stocks it was awful um and then forex for the last three years and it's only the last 12 months where i've got profitable and the last three months where i've well i started killing it and then i stumbled again so <laughs> we'll you see know what, last three months. you know what though that's i think that's pretty when you said that you're just a slow learner i i kind of have to disagree with what you're saying purely on the basis for the the forex traders out there that i've seen that are legit and are have been in it for in the game for a while they have said they have been doing it for years and the first one to three maybe a bit longer three one to three years they they're all losing years or at, you know at best break even um so i think yeah i think i think it's safe to say if you're going to go into a forex expect to lose for the first three years if you go in with you know expect to lose from the uh from the get-go really and then you won't be disheartened if you lose if that's, you lose the money. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it's a it's a relentless industry. Like you know, if you think of like the old school hedge fund managers and stuff like that, like when times went bad, especially with like stock trading, where they if they lost money, they would owe that company, um, or they were owed a government or whoever they're trading on behalf of, and that debt doesn't get wiped. Which is why when there were stock market crashes, there were people jumping out of buildings, killing themselves because it was that high pressure. Um, Trading is not a get rich quick. Um, there's, I'm sure we'll get onto this, but there's so much bullshit on, on Instagram and YouTube where you know, flip an account from $500 to $100,000. Like, yeah, you can do it, you can, but it takes one trade to blow those guys out the water because they're they're DCAing in the forex market, which is stupid. Um, yeah. You know, they're not using a stop loss. They're just Oh, honestly, man, I would need to show you it to to really explain it. But those sorts of things are stupid. You make small incremental gains on a regular basis, and that is what's going to work. It's the is it the eighth wonder of the world or ninth wonder? I'm not sure. Like, well, um, like compound interest or exactly, yeah, yeah. If, that's it. I was getting mixed up with wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, I, I don't think we actually touched on this, but like some people that are listening to this are probably wondering what the house forex and just uh forex is yeah is because uh, you know i i know that term now what we've thrown it around but it's uh it's foreign ex short for foreign exchanges and it's it's trading foreign currencies like so for instance give an example like trading uh uk pounds Br british pounds against the us dollar right exactly everybody's everyone who's been abroad has done forex on on a small scale without realizing it so you go to the post office or you go to i don't know if they still exist in thomas cook to those sorts of you know you go to your travel agent and you exchange your, your pounds for euros or for dollars um, and then when you come back you exchange them back you know if you've got any left that's foreign exchange because they take a cut uh, which is their commission which is also what you pay a broker through softwares uh, to trade forex uh, so you do that just on a you know split second basis rather than having to go in and make the transaction but forex is literally the uh the trading between two currencies so you know my specialty is really the pound us dollar um i don't know why i chose the pound us dollar i think it's because i'm british so i thought i'd understand the fundamentals of the pound and america is probably the second country which i know most about so i thought right i'm gonna master this pair um before i move on to anything else but Obviously, there's the euro dollar, which is the most commonly uh, traded pair uh, that there is out there. You know, pound yen, uh, euro yen. There's there's like thirty odd pairs. <laughs> so, um, I I tend to focus now purely on four of them. Yeah, so. right. and with with those four, is it you stuck to those? So you stuck to those four because you you've kind of know them now. But uh, when you let's say, for instance, when you had pick two pairs what made you pick a third what was the process of that would you play with two new crypt uh, cryptocurrencies she's going into a different would you, would you play with um two new currencies and see what it's like and then you'd be like okay well i'll start yeah. trading them is that how that works yeah basically um 
the style of trading which I've always enjoyed is is called breakout trading. So generally speaking, you'll find whenever you look at a chart, whether or not you look at a um, a line graph or if it's a candlestick chart. So um, for anybody who's not sure what a candlestick chart is, it's just a, a, a format in which we look at um, price, uh, the action of price over the period of like a day or a week or four hours or one hour. There's different time frames which you can trade on. And it just basically shows you the high price of the day, the low price of the day, the open of the day and the close of the day. And it puts it into different colors for you. So, you know, if you see a red and a blue chart, blue is typically when price goes up over the period of a day. Red is when price goes down and you get the wicks on the ends, which are essentially showing you where price got to and then retraced from. Um, and basically my breakout trading strategies essentially I look for areas where price struggles to get past. So I'm just going to make up some figures. Uh, you know, let's, let's actually, cause I've, I've got it on my other screen. Um, so price for the pound US dollar right now is floating around 1.383. Um, so if, if price was struggling there for say five days or, you know, it depends what time frame you got, but say it's been struggling around there for a little bit of time, typically, Typically, what will happen is that once price does break that level and it goes either below or above it, so it could go to uh, 1.384, normally what you get is a bit of liquidity in the market. So there's a lot of resting orders, people who either haven't got into a position and they're looking to short, which is basically sell at that price. But there's also people a little bit further up, maybe at 1.385, who are expecting the market to shoot off in the other direction and carry on going north. Um, so basically, I trade around those areas because that's where market, uh, where the market gets extremely volatile. And normally, if it picks a direction, it carries on going. So I trade breakouts. But the reason why I went from the pound US dollar to the euro US dollar and then to the yen and then to the Australian dollar and then the Kiwi, which is the New Zealand dollar, and to the CHF uh, was purely to try and find more opportunities um, the, there's various like uh, shapes. So a lot of it is pattern recognition. So there's a lot of um, shapes which the market generally tends to create. And I know it sounds a little bit silly, but you know they can represent a flag or they can represent a channel when price is stuck within a, a particular range for a period of time. Mm. And those channels can be ascending, descending, or sideways. Now, typically speaking, the tighter the channel, so you know the the less volatile the channel but the longer the channel goes on for, um, usually, not always, but usually the move which breaks it is a lot more explosive, which means that if you get on the right side of that trade and you've got a short stop loss, which I won't go into because it's too technical um, for, for a quick uh, conversation, but yeah. usually price will shoot off. And if you're on that trade, happy days, you're going to make a, a good kill in that day. But the problem which I had was during the time frame where I was struggling for trades, there was nothing with the pairs which I was using. Um, but Forex, stocks, crypto, they all use these same patterns. You know, so it's like it's just a case of pattern recognition. If you're good at picking out shapes and things, if you can see faces in clouds or in curtains and stuff, your brain is naturally telling you that you can pick up on pattern recognition. Like if you were one of those kids who got those like I don't know if you ever had them, but you know those blocks where you would put into the different shapes in the box? Yeah. Yep. So it'd be like, you know, if you're one of those kids who is constantly trying to put the square into the circle, maybe it's not for you. Um, but like, <laughs> you know, it's, if, if you just whizzed through that when you're a little child, um, maybe you'd be all right. But I, I literally just use pattern recognition. So breakouts of patterns. Um, and that's how I've always traded. So the reason for the expansion into more currency pairs was just to get more opportunities. Um, but I've recently changed my style of trading as well. So there's different styles of trading yeah. too. And it is about picking one which suits your personality. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know you've done um, a couple of videos uh, online explaining. I mean, they're quite, I think they're quite technical for myself. But yeah, I, mean, I know your channel is quite, it's quite good for uh, explaining. If you're into the uh the forex world yeah you explain it quite clearly um because I've, I've had a watch yeah. myself but um but which which kind of leads us nicely into um online gurus and strategies because obviously online gurus they we mentioned this at the start of, of our chat 
that uh, they'll say get rich quick or, you know, 500 to 500 grand in two minutes. Um, something ridiculous. So, yeah, let's let's dive into the uh, the guru <laughs> world because uh, I think yeah, you've got a lot to say for them. Yeah, man. So uh, I know probably 30 Forex millionaires and all but maybe two don't flex. So the biggest flex is to not flex because you don't have to, but you could if you want to. Mm. So, you know, do they show it all off with their watches, their cars, their nice houses? Holidays, yeah, for sure. But like everything else, they don't because we all know that it's generally speaking, easy come, easy go. Like we're profitable, we're all doing well, but we don't have to show it off and ram it down everyone's throats. But you know from the property industry and also from crypto and, and stuff like that, what kind of guarantees you money in the market? Let's, let's say, for example, you're, you're actually not very good at it. Um, there's, there's an old phrase which my mum used to say to me when I was a kid. Um, and you know what? I can't remember what it is right now, but it's something along the lines of um, those who can do, those who can't teach. Um, and it's not always the case, but 99% of the time, the stuff which you'll see on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, etc., you know, the, the account flippers, they can't, you know, they'll use a demo account or they might use a real account, um, but because they're only using such small money trying to flip it, there's no emotion attached. But generally speaking, we know that something which kind of guarantees a very, very good income is selling courses, you know, and that's what a lot of these guys do. They'll either, they'll either sell a course or they'll sell um, uh, what they called uh, groups, I mean, what they're called. Ah, oh, uh, signal, groups. signal groups, yeah. Signal groups. So, what's uh, a signal group for people that I don't know what a signal group is? Yeah, I was just about to say for, for anyone who's not sure what a signal group is, um, it would be, let's say, for example, that the I, I believe from my analysis that the pound is going to go up by, I'm going to make this up and say 10% in value in the next two weeks, which means that you need to get into the market at this price and sell at this price. And if it goes back against us by this far, get out the market and just take a loss. Now, what people do with signal groups is they'll charge you to join those groups. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if it was legitimate, fine. You know, if you don't want to learn how to do it, then, you know, find a good signal provider, but there, there really aren't any. Uh, there might be, but I've never seen them. Uh, <clears throat> so signals are tricky at the best of times because it's usually sort of preying on people who don't want to learn the process are quite happy to blindly get involved in the market and say, right, okay, everybody's saying that I should buy. So I'm going to buy. Well, you know, what happens when the market goes wrong? What if that signal provider is actually really good? Um, and all what you're doing is you're just copying their trades, which is okay. Um, and then they stop, then they stop providing the signals your account's stuck. Like you can still probably withdraw your money if you're using a, a reputable broker, but yeah. you're probably going to start trying to replicate those trades yourself and lose a lot of it back to the market to people like me and the, the guys who I work with, because we know how to trade. Um, and it's, it's literally, there's, there is a phrase which is quite accurate. Actually, even from my standards, 90% of people lose 90% of their money within 90 days. And I was kind of in that bracket when I first started. Um, but everybody, everybody tries to signal groups. I've tried signal groups. Um, when I went through a phase about 18 months ago, and I knew that I didn't have much time to trade during the day anymore, um, I literally just had to focus on work. I decided, you know what? Yeah, I, I found someone on this Instagram. They seem really good. Uh, they don't seem to be flexing that much. Um, they've mentioned they've got a free signal group. I thought, oh, okay, well, if it's free, then it's bound to be good. What did I not do, which I should have done? Should have back-tested, which is basically going back over historical data to look at where they said, okay, buy at this price, sell at this price, you know, make a profit. I should have gone back to basically check their results. Um, and I didn't. I just jumped in. And I ended up losing probably a third of my account over the period of three or four months without even realizing. Um, you know, it's just stupid. And everybody does it at some point. Somebody goes, you know what? I've had enough of trying to learn this because it is it is honestly complicated and it's stressful at times. Um, but 
what you should do really is join a good group, a good community. Now, I didn't know about anything to do with trading communities at all until five or six months ago. I honestly thought it was probably the loneliest type of career which I could go down. Yeah. I was always trading by myself. Uh, there was a little bit of training which I got in California. Well, I didn't go to California. It was over the internet, obviously. But, um, you know, it was like... <laughs> But there was no real like community. There were maybe three or four of us doing the same sort of style of trading. There was the main person who did the teaching and, and the rest of us kind of traded at the same time. Um, and that was as close as I got to a community. Um, but I joined a community in the UK recently. Um... Passionate about investing in property? Are you a beginner or a seasoned veteran wanting to learn more? Then Blue Ricks magazine is a perfect magazine for you. I know what you're thinking. Not another property magazine. Well, Blue Brick subscribers get access to their bi-weekly private podcasts, monthly meetups, private YouTube library, digital download resources, and of course, bi-monthly print magazine, as well as their regular online articles. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Head over to bluebricksmagazine.com forward slash investor or click on the link in the show notes. You know, it's actually really good. The community aspect is incredible because there's probably... 1500 traders in there honestly i didn't even know there were 1500 traders in the uk like you know i thought i was the only trader in shropshire as well um you know <laughs> it's like it's like nobody actually does it properly um the wolf of shropshire that's what you are the wolf of shropshire <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's literally like i joined this group and what they did is they really hammered home on back testing so you know you get your strategy they they supply their strategy which is actually good really really good um it's very stress free stress free trading so they only use the one hour candle whereas i use anywhere from the one minute to the five minute candle so i'm classed as a scalper um, in trading so I'll, I'll take a few pips and get out the market whereas they'll trade off the hourly some people will trade off the daily i have traded off the daily previously um which means that you only trade once a day uh, for like a minute or two if the opportunity is there um but basically the community aspect is incredible so if i'm stuck on something i could ask a question to the group and there's hundreds of people there offer uh, offering their advice and it's not just a case of um you know i have seen other communities now and i've been invited into a few like for free which is just like an honorable member and quite frankly a lot of the communities the the people are trading different strategies and different patterns mm. so it's more like a oh guys i got in on this gold trade earlier and i, I made you know 1700 pips great no one else saw it coming because you're all trading different stuff like it, it's not actually helping anybody understand the market yeah whereas with gorilla it's it really helped me understand how the market moves fully um, and properly using the, the the one hour time frame which was really good and they stick to three three main pairs which is phenomenal so and the traders a lot of their traders are funded by prop firms so that showing consistency in itself is really really positive for me so i joined up with them and since then i've been trading their strategy and my own strategies um but it's been really good but i would say you know above all steer steer clear of signal groups and steer clear of the instagram rubbish which you see out there you know the guys who are literally you'll know who i mean they'll show off their watches they'll sit on their lamborghinis they'll get in their private jets um you know they'll do like a uh what's it called like a mtv crib style um going around the house when really it's probably just their mum's house um or an airbnb just, yeah that's it yeah and they're, they're just <laughs> a ton of debt like you you see them as well youtubers um you know the reason why i made my youtube channel uh trade forex with paul is like literally i just I started it right at the start of last year's lockdown, so March 2020, mm. um, purely to say, this is my trading plan. This is what I do. Basically, learn it. You know, If you're going to be getting involved in Forex, here's a, a strategy which works. You know, This is something which I've done for the last couple of years. Um, don't fall for this crap, which you'll see, which would basically rinse you of whatever money you've got left if you've just left your job or if you've gone to furlough or whatever don't risk it all you know look at a strategy which actually works uh, and that was talking about the london breakout um which happens at between sort of seven and eight o'clock in the morning every morning um but 
you know, I, I created that channel purely just to try and help people out. But if I'm looking at other channels for inspiration, man, you just need to go type in Forex, Forex course, Forex for beginners, and basically look at the top five videos. They're bullshit. Sorry. It's, um, you know, these, these guys, they're YouTubers, they're marketers. You look at the backgrounds. They've got like really, you know, if you go to like a, a top end vlogger and you can see like they've got beautiful backgrounds, you know, they've got loads of stuff in the background, all the lighting's all great. You know, they're always looking pristine. They, they talk really happy, really chirpy. It's like they're marketers, you know, I've, yeah. I've come from a marketing background as well. Um, I can spot a bullshitter a mile away. And these guys, especially the strategies which they talk about, load of rubbish. Um, 99% of them won't work. And I can guarantee they're making their money through affiliate links uh, and, you know, uh, sponsorships and stuff. They're not actually making money through trading. Uh, so, well, I would say that for most of them, the absolute most of them. Uh, anyone, anyone will spot them. So, you know, but just don't fall for all of it, you know, and, and you only need to look through the comments as well. Spot the real traders and, and see what they do. Um, but yeah, so yeah. it's basically, it's a cowboy industry until you get it right. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's the same with a lot of industries. Um, I've been in many industries and it takes a couple of weeks of researching to sieve through the bullshit um, yeah. to see who's real, see who's not. So just a quick side note from this. Uh, I, I was doing some drop shipping last year and very quickly I encountered loads of uh, people that were selling their courses, which was obviously how they were making the bulk of their money. I mean, don't get me wrong, their drop shipping was very profitable, but they were getting loads of people on there, you know, £3,000 courses, up to £5,000 mentorship, blah, blah, blah. And there was people on there from them videos, you'd look at reviews of these courses and there'll be people that have made money from drop shipping quietly and then they'll be buying these gurus' courses to see what they're like and then reviewing them and picking out all the holes in them and people you need to trust. And you know what's funny? You said... It's always the people. I'm not. I mean, I don't know percentage on this, but you. Can't, it, there's a bit of truth in what you said, where it's like it's the people that are all chirpy, like ah, oh, hey guys, uh, invest in this or come and do my course. It's all the chirpy ones that tend to be the ones that are bullshitters, and it's the monotone voice guys, or not so monotone, but just the ones that are real talkers, just talking like we are now. None of this chirpiness. That the ones are the seems quite legit ones which is funny if you say that because that's just kind of made me realize that it's definitely the uptick voice guys oh hey guys how's it all going like honestly yeah, man, yeah. just want to throttle them through the screen um <laughs> yeah it's like, and they're always if they're not flexing properly they're doing it subtly if that makes sense and it's still sort of like showing off the oh you know i took this trade and it's like they'll only show you trading view oh, and for anyone who's not sure trading view is just a it's a software which essentially is probably the best in the industry at just showing you charts you can get all sorts of like stocks you can get commodities etfs uh cfds you can get all of the stuff on there and it's brilliant for charting and putting your own drawings on there you can put notes in and so on and so forth um but you use that for demo trading, which is essentially putting in either fake trades um, and just seeing how they would play out um, or back testing, which is going back in time and testing your strategy to see if it, if it would work over a long period of time. But they will always show you, most of the time, they will always show you trading view. Oh, you know, I got in on this trade earlier, you know, last week and I put it out into my signal group, which they've you know they fucking didn't um it's like it's a case yeah. where like uh, you know it went off it made 40 to 1 which is like 40 times their return absolute crap like you know these guys are just full of shit like if you want to really see a, a real trader who is quite happy to to show you how it works they'll show you the trades they might not show you the volume which they've traded so no one really wants to show off their bank balance that's another thing as well um i'll come back to that in a second but a real trader will show you the entry which has been recorded via their broker, which is usually not using TradingView because you have to use your broker software most of the time. Um, but that's another thing as well. So the fake ones will quite often say, I made 40 grand this week. I made 22,000 on this one trade. 
to be fair, I did make 23,000 on a trade about two months ago, but sadly it was FTMO money. It wasn't real money at that stage. <laughs> so, and so what's um, FTMO? Sorry, but just so people. Oh, sorry. FTMO, FTMO is a prop firm. So with them, you, you basically, once you pass their assessment, uh, there's a, a two part assessment period. They essentially not properly, but they give you a hundred thousand dollars to trade with. Um, and they, they take 30% as a commission and you keep 70%. So $100,000 is the target. Yeah. Um, but because we're in the UK at £70,000, um, I'd recommend taking the pound account. And you can get up to four of them. So £280,000 is the target for me this year um, to, to go and get funded by them uh, for doing my own trading. Because Forex, another thing as well, is realistically, unless you're using leverage, um, you need money to make money. So, you know, yeah. trading with $100,000 is going to make you a lot more money than trading with a ten thousand pound account or one thousand pound account which is what i started with doing forex um yeah once i learned my lessons with the stocks <laughs> is uh once i decide oh yeah that was another thing as well once i decided i'm going to learn this um, and i'm going to get this right i took all of my money out of my trading account with that copy trading broker and i stuck it into pepperstone uk uh, it's actually an australian company but um, Pepperstone basically I put in a thousand pounds and said right I'm not going to lose this I'm going to start paying attention to risk management I'm going to risk no more than one percent per trade um, you know which means that if I'm targeting two percent to win okay cool I'm going to make like 10 quid a trade if I lose I'm going to lose a fiver so it took the pressure off of me on, on learning but I never um did it with a demo account and a demo account is a fake account so it's using like not real money like you can't withdraw profits from a demo account mm. um you know so you could do exceptionally well on a demo account but because demo accounts don't take spreads into account and a spread is a broker's commission uh which is usually a, a little portion of the trade that you've placed um to put it really simply i have always traded real money so yeah and i think that's important because yeah um a lot of people say they should you should always demo account first and to an extent i agree just to get an understanding as to how to place a trade once you know how to place a trade don't use much money but use real money because the emotion of using real money versus fake money. It doesn't matter how much it is, you could be losing pennies, but you'll still be angry at yourself if you take a trade that you knew that you shouldn't do, um, and it goes off to lose, you'll be fuming with yourself. Um, I did exactly that last night. I did a, I haven't had this in probably about a year, I was gonna say months, probably about a year. I took a FOMO trade, which is a fear of missing out. I was on a call with a few other guys. Somebody called a trade, I didn't spot it. I didn't have enough time to analyze it. Um, I knew anyway that I hadn't flagged that pair as a possible, like I wasn't interested in taking that trade, but because everyone else took it, I took it. And then about three hours later, I was down 1% on my account, which isn't good. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. That would be not painful if it was a demo account. If it was fake money, I wouldn't care, you know, but because it was real money, that hurt waking up this morning and thinking oh my god like it's gone wrong like what if i like why did i do that um so literally the first thing which i did on, on my sort of every day i'll do an analysis of any trades which i took or if i didn't take any trades why not and any um trades which didn't quite position themselves to take an entry i'll write down why i hesitated or whatever um and the thing which i wrote down today was actually i do have it on my other on my other screen ashamed didn't see this as a valid move due to the ascending nature um was on with the guys and somebody called it so i jumped in didn't do enough dd or anything which just means due diligence mm. uh fomo not done that in years minus oh that one was yeah <laughs> minus 0 0.66 on live ftmo account and the other one which i lost was minus one percent but i willfully took that trade yeah um, so it's just stuff like that like honestly it takes years to to understand all of these things but i would also say as well that with trading understanding what you're doing might look completely foreign when you first look at, at a real trading chart 
it, it looks so complicated, but it's actually not. Um, all of that is maybe 5% of the journey. Understanding, you know, what really a chart is, if you use indicators, what those indicators do, how they represent, how price moves. Um, all of that looks like it's really, really hard work. And once you figure that out, it will be okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, it's a, I would say about 95% of it is psychology. And yeah. when I first started out, every real trader told me that. And I always thought, they're not a real trader because they're not even talking about trading. They're just talking about psychology. This is rubbish. I just want to learn how to trade. I don't care about what they care on talking about psychology for. Like I didn't get into trading for psychology. I got into trading to make money. Um, and I got into trading because I wanted to know how to trade. Well, at some point, you're going to go through that phase where you realize that psychology is enormous. It's hugely influential. And it's all to do with self-doubt, overconfidence, FOMO, like what I had last night. Um, absolutely. Re- oh, I'm still fuming about that. Um, <laughs> and that's that's the other thing as well. Like, I should let go of that emotion immediately and be like, okay, I made a mistake. Move on. Now, that's something which um, you know anyway offline that I'm, I'm working to try and help improve my psychology on things, mm. um, just to not dwell on these things, but just learn from it. But psychology, at some point, once you get an understanding for the market and you start taking a few wins and a few losses, you'll understand that psychology is absolutely key. Um, but yeah, trading, if you can master it, and when I say mastering, again, just to reiterate, once you get an understanding and an appreciation for it, and you've got a winning strategy. Um, it might take you three years, could, could take you six months if you're a real fast learner. I doubt it, but like, you know, maybe a year to five years, extremely hard work. And when I say I used to do this, you know, 40, 60, 80 hours a week, there's no exaggeration there. It would be almost every waking minute, which I could spare. Um, which I would be learning the charts and just watching them, literally just sat watching the charts to try and understand what's going on. Right, okay, so I've seen this pattern happen before. What happened last time? And then what happened before that? And what actually happened a few days before that? Is it the same price movements? You know, And you're basically collecting a ton of data and you've got to record all of your trading, all of your thoughts, um, everything into a giant spreadsheet and then start to really piece together what works and what doesn't and only take the stuff which are top level trades. Now, there's there's a few people out there at the moment. Um, I won't name names, but there's a few people who say that there's A trades, there's B trades, there's C trades and there's D trades. There is no such thing. There's an A trade or no trade. Mm. Nobody I know would take a B trade or a C trade or a D trade. And A being the best trade, you know, like, oh yeah, I've tested this a thousand times. It, it's got the best probability of coming out. That would be classed as an A trade. But a B trade would be, you know, I'm assuming like a, it's got 50% chance, so I'm just going to use 50% risk. Well, that that's gambling. And trading isn't gambling, you know. So another thing to look out for when you're looking at like Instagram accounts and, and YouTube and stuff, when people start saying things like that, start questioning their actual um, authenticity because, no trader that I know, they wouldn't take a B trade. You take the A trade every time. And if there's, the thing is, is like a B trade and a C trade is FOMO. It's the fear of missing out. Well, if it goes on to win, then I, I could have won X amount. Well, that is called fear of missing out. Like, yeah. you know, you, you don't trade though. You don't take those secondary setups. You wait for the best setups. So, and probably one last thing as well before X is that, <clears throat> A lot of it is actually not trading. Not being in a trade is quite often the best thing that you can do. The market has more or less a 50% chance of going up or down. So I know it sounds strange saying that, but I could press buy right now and it could go up um, or I could press sell and it could go down. But the reason why you create a plan based on previous and historic data is so you can get what is known as an edge in the market. Mm. So you have a higher probability of winning on the direction that you pick to the point in which you decide to either take your profits or cut your losses. Um, So there's plenty of things to go into, but it would take 
days. <laughs> it wouldn't even take hours. It would take days yeah. or weeks. Um, but I will be at some point, um, I will be creating a, a course, which I'm going to give away for free. Um, and it'll probably just be done through YouTube, to be fair. Um, just covering all the basics. It, it will never cover um, strategies which I've learned through other people. Uh, it would just be my own strategies. And that's something which is more like a, well, I, I'd be a bit annoyed if, if uh, you know, somebody had taken my stuff, which which I was using to uh, to charge people with and then give it away for free. But it would only be stuff which I've taught myself. Yeah. Um, but it would be teaching the basics to, to beginners in trading to try and steer them clear from all the crap um, and hopefully turn them profitable faster than I was. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out for that then, folks. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that kind of leads me on to, yeah, that's a lot of golden nuggets right there. So what would be then if you had to give one away uh, one important tip uh, for new traders or people that want to get into Forex, if you had to pick one tip? Don't underestimate how long it takes to actually make money consistently. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've surprised myself with that sentence. <laughs> uh, like, it's, uh, yeah, just don't underestimate it. You, like, we all go through them. We all go through winning streaks. Last week, I could not put a foot wrong. Honestly, there was nothing I could do wrong. Like, one, all but one trade. All but, and there were about 14 trades. I thought, you know what? I am nailing it. This week, I haven't got a single win. It's just probabilities, it's probabilities playing out. And I've yeah. psychologically, you know, what I was saying about psychology before, that is so painful for me because I haven't mastered my psychology yet. If you can master your psychology and just understand that if your plan is profitable and if you actually stick to your plan and don't deviate from it, um, it's basically mastering one route until success. I can't remember what it is. Is it FOCUS, the acronym for FOCUS? Um, Oh yeah. Focus on one course until successful. Or yeah. Like um, it's basically that if you don't deviate from your plan, you will understand that you have to have a series of losses after a series of wins. And then, you know, one win, then two losses, and then, you know, three wins and one loss. It's just probabilities playing out. But because I'm doing my FTMO verification, the pressure is extremely high. And as I've just had uh, a heavy series of losses, psychologically on fuming <laughs> yeah uh, well yeah that's um yeah quality advice yeah i think um yeah anyone who's listening to that that does want to get into forex so uh, i think there's a lot of nuggets and a lot of information to take away from that so yeah yeah cheers to that paul so this brings us now on to the final part of the show of part one which is random question time Right. <laughs> uh, lucky for you Paul you get to do this twice on your second episode too so cool. uh, okay so question number one then nice and simple tell me an interesting fact about yourself shit I don't deem myself very interesting um, I used <laughs> that, to bring that, a... that's your interesting fact <laughs> no I suppose at the same time that I was trained to be a professional wrestler, I was also considering going full-time into parliament as an MP. That's crazy. So what would your wrestler name be then? Like something to do with politics and wrestling? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I had a, a finishing move, which I took from a guy called Sean O'Hare, who I think is dead now. Um, but he had a move called the Widowmaker, which was, if anyone does watch wrestling, it's kind of like... John Cena's FU or whatever he calls it, the AA. Um, it's just like, it's similar to John Cena's move, but slightly different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was called the Widow, the widow Maker. <laughs> Love it. That sounds, that sounds so like, yeah, that's got wrestling written all over that name, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, my, my wrestling name was, well, it was probably just going to be Paul McGee, but it's not really got much of a, a you know, good ring to it. So I don't know. There are a few ideas, but I never got good enough to be mm. taken up to the WWE, whereas a handful of my friends did, and a few of them are still on TV. That's class. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, if anyone can find them out, I'm sure they can message you and ask whether or not you'll tell them. Yeah. Um, look at AEW. There's a guy called Pack. He trained with us for two or three weeks. Absolutely awesome. His real name is Ben Satterley, and he's from Newcastle. But absolutely, without a doubt, one of the best people I've trained with because wrestling is all about keeping each other safe but putting on a show. Um, but he's one of the best, one of the absolute best. Awesome. Yeah, good answer. Cool. So, yeah, uh, this is, will be a quick fire question then. Favorite alcoholic drink? <laughs> I don't know if it's really sad to say this, but I'm probably going to say bourbon. Um, I don't know if that's an old man drink or a Bourbon's drink. nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. happy days. There we go. Bourbon. It is yeah. bourbon. Um, Perfect. All right. And question three. Uh, name something that grinds your gears. People who feel like they constantly need to flex. <laughs> yeah. Like it. Yeah, <laughs> Basically. Plenty, plenty of them around. <laughs> it's, I don't know if it's just me, but a few people have pointed out recently, but money does do stuff like you know it does i don't know i know more unhappy people who are poor rather than unhappy people who are rich but after a while money loses its meaning mm-hmm. so you know constantly showing off for likes and stuff just must be pretty dead inside well yeah it's like i mean well to be fair just just what you said there we could talk about that for another hour probably <laughs> uh, talk about money in general but yeah maybe part three <laughs> um, awesome all right yeah class pool so just finishing off then how can people get in touch with yourself yeah of course yeah so the main way is probably through instagram or youtube um on youtube if you type in trade forex with paul um i should come up uh even if you type in trade forex with Paul should auto auto um, write itself in there for you. Um, and with Instagram, it's just at real Paul McGee and that's M A G W E uh, for everyone to know. Um, and yeah, you can just reach out to me. Um, I don't always respond to people very quickly anymore, um, but I, I try to when I can, you'll know, I go through bursts of like yeah. lots of social and then nothing for weeks. So Brilliant. There you have it, folks. Reach out to Paul and say hi. Cool. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on, Paul. We've been a, an awesome guest, but it's not. We're not finishing there because there will be a part two coming very soon. So, uh, yeah, thanks for talking to us about forex today. Pleasure. No, it's been awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. So that's been the All Right Talk Show for this week. Join me next week with another awesome guest. And don't forget to check out my YouTube channel. This is The All Right Investor or just search Shane Trader and hit the like button, the subscribe button, notification bell, all them nice little buttons. <laughs> and uh, also be kind and leave a review on the Apple podcast. Download it on Spotify and all those shameless plugins. All right. That's been The All Right Talk Show. Ciao for now. Ciao.